Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, joined today by Stubergear. Mr. David Harris Jr. is back. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. And uh, foreign relations expert Jason Buttrell. Mm. So I, this is a good day for you to be on. It is. Very good day. Yeah. Uh, Stu, what's your top story? I got some nice titles and intros. I just got my name. So that was nice. Um, <laughs> and Stu. And Stu. Um, I will say, because uh, I think Iran is probably the biggest story, but, yeah. I, but I think I'll go with to kind of draw people's attention to the ABC reporting on Joe Biden and Ukraine and China, which is like a shocking development. Wow. The mainstream media actually picking this up a little bit. Oh, wow. All right. David. I want to talk about the, uh, the talk that's been happening in our uh, Judiciary Committee on reparations and some of the comments that were made specifically by a bishop, somebody that's supposed to be representing God, mm -hmm. and uh, his claim that white people need to uh, do something in order to save their souls. Oh, I can't wait to get into yeah, that with you. Get into that. Uh, and Jason. As you could probably guess, it is Iran. And I'm like, I, I, I'm at wit's end on what mainstream outlets and experts are saying about it. I, I believe they think Iran is like the latest Apple release of like, <laughs> you know, their, their athletic line. Like an I, like an, the Iran, the I walk, uh, the I Stairmaster, and the, and the I whatever. Um, they, it sounds like they have no clue uh, what's going on. So you guys will after this. All right. Obviously a lot to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who dabble in uh, the real estate business, um, especially Jason's handyman, handyman. plumber. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some people on the show have said before they would want their plumber to be the one to sell their houses. I don't really subscribe to that philosophy. Uh, you probably shouldn't either. So if you are looking to buy or sell your home, no pressure. It's only the biggest investment you're ever going to make in your life, which is why you don't want the dabbler. You don't want, sorry, Jason, the plumber. Uh, you want someone who does it full time. You want someone who is the expert in, the, in that area. You want someone who shares your values. And all of that is what you're going to get if you go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, Glenn and his team, they have people all over the country. They do it full time. They know these areas. They have someone where you're located and they share your values. So you're going to know, especially if you're moving from one place, uh, one part of the country to the other, you're going to know that they know where your family is going to be safe, where they're going to be happy. You can go to realestateagentsitrust.com right now. Let them match you with someone who is going to get you the best deal, the best home, the best value uh, for your money and for your family. All right, Stu. Uh, let me ask you something on the fly here. This is okay. uh, just to switch this up a little bit. Um, and you guys watched uh, Press Your Luck. Do you know the show Press yep. Your Luck? Yes. Um, with the whammies and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they just brought it back. Oh, yeah. They just brought it back. Did no they whammies, know hosting no whammies. It? Stop. Elizabeth Banks, the no actress, is, is hosting this show. Sorry, I think it's ABC is running it. Okay, First of all, weird. I freaking love Press Your Luck. Uh, it's like my favorite show when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. I love it. With the whammies, it's all just like the old days. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Exactly. And you get, so you answer questions, you get spins, right? And then you can either spin the wheel or spin the board or you can pass the spins. I would like to start passing my spins to Jason because I think Iran is really the biggest story and I'm thinking maybe we start there. Okay, let's do it. You have to take the spins. I will not them. deliver a whammy right now, I promise. No whammies. Um, okay, so a lot, to, a lot to unpack here. So let's just, right off the bat, um, how do we get here? Uh, I'll go back a couple of months, you know, with the tankers. Um, the evidence that was shown uh, looked very legitimately like uh, the IRGC, I believe, were the ones that put uh, limpet mines, magnetic mines, on, onto the ships. Um, it's pretty, I mean, it, it seems very, very obvious that that's what's going on. 
And b before we go into the drone and everything else that, that has transpired, let, let, I want to make this clarification now, because again, this is something that a lot of people don't understand. They're like, well, yeah, the, uh, you have the president of Iran, you have the foreign minister of Iran, all these people saying, no, we did not do this. We even have uh, people in, in the Iranian military saying, no, we did not do this. Um, the IRGC, and the, which is the uh, Iranian Republican Guard Corps, mm -hmm. they are different. They don't answer to the president of Iran or the foreign minister. They only answer to the mullahs, and, or specifically the Ayatollah, the supreme leader. Mm -hmm. So they can pretty much do whatever they want, whatever they want, um, unless the Ayatollah says, hey, don't do that, then they won't do it. Um, so I just want to make that clarification for when they say, yeah, well, they're denying it here, they're not denying it here, that doesn't matter in Iran. Um, Let's go towards the, uh, to the, the drone, the downing of the drone. First off, the drone uh, our, it shows how badly our drone technology has gone. Our drones are built to fight wars for terrorism, you know, to you know, non-nation states that don't have anti-air capability. That kind of shows that that's just something I want to get out now is our, our military really needs to pivot away from those drones, which are basically like giant cinder blocks, like hovering in the sky, mm -hmm. to stealth technology. Because every nation... It, pretty much that is credible right now, can knock all of our drones out of the sky, except for our stealth drones, which they still can. Iran did knock out one of our stealth drones, but at least make it a little bit harder for them. Right. But the downing of our drone uh, is almost the perfect operation for the IRGC. And I'll explain that because they can claim that it was in their airspace. We can claim that it's in our airspace. We'll both have evidence that'll, that'll prove our claims correctly. Um, the Iranian government actually showed a handwritten uh, map that said, see, it was here, and they put a pencil mark right there. <laughs> see, we told you. Their evidence is I'm dead serious. It's like still on Twitter right now from Javad Zarif, their foreign minister. Um, so not very credible. It wasn't very high tech. Um, but it doesn't matter. They can, they can make their claims. We'll make our claims. It was a perfect attack on, it was not, not life-threatening. They knocked out a drone. Mm -hmm. It's a very expensive. It's about a $113 million piece of equipment. Yeah. It's more expensive than the, the F-35 uh, fighter jet. What? Wow. That, that's about a $90 million uh, wow. piece of gear. Yeah, $115 million. Well, why, I, I, going back to your point there, like, if this was a stealth drone, specifically designed to be able to elude this It technology. wasn't a stealth. This one wasn't. This one wasn't. Okay. No, that's why they knocked it out. That's, that's why I heard, initially heard reported that, they, that it actually was specifically designed to, to avoid these sorts nope. of missiles. Okay, good. Global Hawk. It's, like I said, it's a cinder block in the sky. Mm -hmm. Anyone can take it out. Mm -hmm. They used the, the missile that they used wasn't even their most capable missile, the S-300, which is uh, Russian-supplied. It was a step below that. So any of these any of these drones they can knock out at any time they have they have the capability to do it they can do it they can do it right now if they wanted to and there are drones up there probably um, the fact that some people have said uh, well, the president actually said that he didn't think that this was uh, you know he didn't think that this was intentional that it was a mistake um, but the, that countered what the Iranian government said they were like no we did it what are you talking about <laughs> well, of course we did it of course Iran's not going to admit that they have internal divisions within the country this will I'll go more into that a little bit later but they do. IRGC acts on their own whims, whatever they want to do. The IRGC are the ones that did this, not the Iranian military. Um, but they won't admit that because there are severe divisions within Iran. Uh, their foreign minister, which I just mentioned, Zarif, he tried to quit. He tried to walk out a few months ago. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. Mm -hmm. But he was like, screw it, I'm out of here. The reason being is because he is at the table negotiating with diplomats on one case, saying, no, we're not doing these things, we're not being aggressive, whatever. And the IRGC is 
doing their own thing. He's like, I can't do this. Well, I mean, it was, it was a main thing. You know, we had this uh, situation where Japan was kind of on our behalf going to Iran and having these sort of negotiations. Yeah. At the same time, they hit a Japanese oil tanker in the Strait of Hormuz. Great I mean, that, point. That's a, that's a huge division. It's screwing up one side of the negotiation for the other. That's, that's, that's a great point. And a lot of people say... dangerous. Said, yeah, oh, absolutely is. Very but, unstable. Abs- absolutely. And, but that's what, exactly what they want. Uh, people said, use that case, that Japan's uh, uh, president was there during those, that tanker thing to say, look, this must be a false flag attack for the United States. <laughs> no, they're not, again, you have to understand their rank and file, their command structure is different. The IRGC is doing their own thing. This is what the IRGC wants to do. They want to drive up insurance costs of the tankers going in and out of the Strait of Hormuz. Again, a third of the world's oil coming in and out of that strait. They want to drive up those, those insurance costs. Knocking out a drone does that because all of a sudden people get really, really freaked out and scared. Mm-hmm. Um, putting limpet mines on tankers does that. Their insurance rates are climbing. I don't have the numbers, but the, the insurance rates are going up. Pretty, you're slowing the traffic. So what they're trying to do is create pain, global pain, by wow. escalate, escalation. They want us to attack. They wanted us to do an attack on their missile batteries or their tra- anti-aircraft uh, you know, capability, which is what the president said that he was, did, had okayed, the order that he said that he okayed to do. That's exactly what they want. That is exactly the opposite thing we should do right now, because that's what they want us to do. Mm-hmm. They want us to, there's be so much global pain that that'll force us to the table and say, okay, we'll ease back on these sanctions. This is all about sanctions. It's all about their economy, which is in shambles. Um, first thing I want to bring up right now is a, a Radio Free Iran uh, article that shows that the Iran's latest inflation figures are topping 50%. Jeez. They are climbing. They're not going down. Wow. That has caused food prices to jump 85%. Man. Next thing I want to pull up is a, is a thing that this is the 10 year, uh, is that the inflation rate or is that the currency? Is that the inflation rate? Inflation. That's the inflation rate. Okay, so the first thing, if you'll notice on here, is in 2013, their inflation rate had spiked. That was when Ahmadinejad was on his way out, but they thought that they were going to try to keep him back in. But Rouhani ended up winning. That's exactly when, when you see right at the tail end of 2013, when we started negotiating the JCPOA, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the nuke deal. Uh, their inflation rate started going down again to historic lows. It was going down, things were better. You can see right here as we started implementing a faction where I'm pointing as the uh, right past 2018, that is when we said, okay, screw the JCPOA, it's going back into effect, this is how we're gonna fight and counter them. Not militarily, but using economic warfare. Their inflation rate, as we said, is spiking. 50% right now, still going up. Food staple prices are soaring and it's causing, there's internal strife. There's people hitting the streets, mass protests. Um, this is the next uh, 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 diagram that I want to show you is or graph that I want to show you. This is the current. This is their currency. Again, you see the same thing in uh, in 2013. It was spiking. They thought that Ahmadinejad was going to stay in. Um, they ended up getting Rouhani, JCPO again, uh, POA again, and then it flatlined. It started to go back down. It's been climbing ever since because they haven't fixed their problems. But again, as we as uh, Donald Trump became president, said he was going to re- rescind that. Again, it's spiking again. Their currency is in free fall. I think it's right now, it's, I can't see the end of that, but it's, it seemed like it was around 50,000 to one or something like that. Wow. This is working. We don't have to strike them. Mm-hmm. The Trump, uh, the Trump uh, tweeted this morning, he, sa- he said that he rescinded this uh, attack, which I think- Ten that, minutes before it was gonna happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but he would have known, he said it wasn't a proportional response that he would, that 150 Iranians would die. That's exactly right. That wouldn't have been a proportional response. We would have escalated. They would have, they would have retaliated mm-hmm. against us. He's exactly right. Problem is, his generals would have told, that, told him that in the planning stage. Mm-hmm. Right. They would have known this. Mm-hmm. So I think the entire New York Times leak was leaked 
but not by what they're, I think it's leaked by the, straight from the Oval Office. Yeah, accurate reporting of the leak. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the leak is meant to send a signal to Iran, like exactly. don't cross this line. Yeah. We're, we're going to, you know, if you keep doing this, we're going to, we're going to, we're this close, we're this close, we're, the planes were in the air, it almost right. happened. And I think that's kind of the signal to be sent there. Yes. Um, I find it really interesting from the Trump perspective, too, of like a guy who, he is, you know, there's two sides of Donald Trump, I think, when it comes to these international relations. And like, one of them is very Trumpy, and he's like a, t- a tough talker. You're not going to screw with us. You, you, you start crossing these lines, we're, we're going to make sure you don't do it again. And that is re- a real core part of Donald Trump. That's the, and I'll frame this in Trump doctrine. That's step one. There's three steps in Trump doctrine. Okay. That's step one. I was going to say, say what you're the say. other one is that you know it's a long-term belief of him to really be against war. I mean, this is a guy who yeah. comes in as probably the least likely to go to war of any Republican president in our memory. Right, but right. what does he do right after being very braggadocious and insulting to them? He deploys troops. He deploys mm-hmm. ships, like with North Korea. There was like three or four aircraft yeah, carriers yeah, there at some time. Mm-hmm. It tells them that they're going to send in uh, military troops. He, we just did that. We just sent another thousand troops there, yeah. I believe. So he, he's very braggadocious, step one, just like you said. Yeah. Then he, even though he's against war, then he sends he, he, tons of yeah. troops. Mm-hmm. Back it up. Yeah. But what does he do for th- uh, step three? He usually backs off of it, right? Because and that does is, what? And sanctions. Sanctions, yeah. yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Economic he calms it down. I, I think like, because that is really a core belief of him. I, I think he's, you know, I think he really does not want to go to war. And he sees, as he sees in every other negotiation, when you're tough up front, a lot of times you just win. So he tries that, I think, early on. I am uh, not of the belief that he's going to want to try to enter us into some sort of larger war with Iran. He no. does, he's shown nothing. That's not him. I mean, and that's, yeah. and I, that's good. I'm glad. I do not want to get involved in that. Yeah. Um, if it's at all possible. Obviously, you know, a massive attack against us is another situation. But the, th- the sanctions are working, and I think this has been a good path I just don't want to see. I'm, I'm a little concerned of it spiraling out of control. And, yes. But I, you know, I think I think so far we've we've done the right stuff here. Yeah, I, in complete agreement. Uh, I think that even just those economic numbers alone show you the tragedy of the of the JCPOA nuke deal. If that would not have happened, mm-hmm. they would the regime. I think the regime would be toppled by now. I really do. We're on that same trajectory right now. The absolute worst thing that the, that Trump could do, like this, would be the equivalent of signing the JCPOA if he retaliated too heavily. Mm-hmm. It would be the exact same equivalent. We don't need to. Patience is key. Stay the course. The president was right to not retaliate. Just keep on keeping on. No matter what Biden was saying, Biden was tweeting some ridiculous stuff about how he would. Shut up. You, yeah. like, signed the JCPOA <laughs> for crying out loud. Yeah. Come on. You handed Iran the Middle East. It seems like we've been having this conversation, or we were not too long ago, about North Korea. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> exactly the same, pretty much. So we need a Kim Jong-un round two here. With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll bring it. Uh, all right, we're going to get to reparations when we come back. It's a, it's a dangerous thing. I, just, I hate to see, because if they do something where they take out... Before we get back into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, Cruise Through History. I don't, I mean, if you've been living under a rock, you haven't heard this yet, but you need to. There is a really amazing cruise taking place in uh, March of next year. And so you're going to go on this luxurious, uh, is it an, an Italian cruise line? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Italian cruise line. So they've got gourmet Italian food. Mm. You know, they've got pools. They've got all of the amazing things that you would get on a really awesome cruise. Plus, you're going to be going in the Eastern Mediterranean. Um, Stu's going. So there's what? Croatia, Venice. Uh, Greece. Greece. Uh, Israel. Israel. I know there's at least those four stops. It's yeah. going to be an amazing trip. And, you know, one of the things that's cool about it is all the airfare is included in this. 
um, which, you know, a flight over you know, oh, yeah. to get over to Europe is going to be expensive. Um, and I've heard, like, I don't know if 100% of everyone's in this situation, but, like, there's going to be flights that are going to be, like, mostly people going to this cruise. That's so, like, that's, that's going to really be fun. fun. Like, that's yeah. going to be a fun. It's going to either that or you're going to get really sick of the person sitting next to him. <laughs> um, but the good thing is you can always escape. Like, I'm going to escape from Glenn because mm-hmm. uh, I can be on the whole other side of the, of the boat while he's blabbing on about history. I'll be at the bar. Come join me. Italian food. Some alcohol. Mm-hmm. Pool, pool You'll be life. on the history side. You'll be on the party yes, side. Exactly. <laughs> there's a history side and there's a party side on this cruise. It's a cruise for everyone. Yeah. Everyone. So Glenn's going to be there. Stu's going to be there. Bill O'Reilly is uh, is going to be there. Uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin and David Barton. Who better than all of those men to teach you that history? And who better to drink with than Stuber Gear? <laughs> so you got to go pick your package. You got to go to comesailaway.com uh, for more details. And it was really weird. Um, off air, Stu. Stu actually said to me that he was going to buy a round of drinks for everyone on his flight. Heard that too. You know what? Uh, that all too. expenses I are included. That. So yeah, I'll buy all the I'll buy on the <laughs> ship the, the entire time. Oh, the ship. <laughs> okay. The time. All right. All I see what you did. <laughs> Comesailaway.com uh, for more info and to book it. All right, David, I'm just going to go around the table now that yeah. we've done the, the passing. Um, David, let's talk reparations. Who better? Who better to talk reparations yeah, and then, you know, I was a former slave. I understand <laughs> really? what's going on. And no, no, nobody alive today. Uh, and uh, it's just crazy to me that um, this is still being discussed and talked about. You know, there's people alive today that have that maybe grew up under Jim Crow mm-hmm. uh, and dealt with segregation. But uh, the, the fact that the Democrats still want to continue to suggest that... Um, Black people need to be paid for something our ancestors went through is just insane to me. Would you? Would you? Sorry to interrupt, but would you be more if, if it was focused more on Jim Crow era? Would you be more on board with that, like, or at least a do conversation? You mean, do you mean you know, only giving it to people who were affected were affected during that era? Right. You know that 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 would make more sense as an argument. Mm-hmm. As an argument, that would make more sense because there's people that have lived through that and that are alive today. Uh, that uh, that had to deal with those injustices, but that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about just slavery. Period. They're talking about what our answers went 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 through, uh, and there's so many different sides to the coin. It's like black folks own slaves. Yeah, I think one of the yeah. first one of the first men to own a slave in the United States was a black guy. Mm-hmm. So it's not even a race issue. But uh, the fact that they just want to continue to try to rile emotion up out of black folks in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think is just it's it's ridiculous. It's ingenuine, and this bishop, when I heard him talk, I just couldn't believe it. For a pastor, somebody that's supposed to be leading a congregation in God's name, mm-hmm. and they're called ministers of reconciliation, to be speaking and and talking at white people, saying, "Call them my brothers and sisters." Well, he's just talking out of his out of his ear hole. And to say white folks actually need to do this in order to save their souls, it's just, it's baffling to me. Mm. It's like, it's, it's Jesse Jackson 2.0. It's the new Al Sharpton. Uh, it's the same divisive rhetoric that we've been hearing. But he says some more stuff, too. I think you got the clip. Yeah, we do. Play Let's, that, let's play the clip. And when I'm talking for reparations, I'm talking about those left behind, but I'm actually talking to my white brothers and sisters you need this more than we do. You need this for your soul. You need this to be able to look black persons in the eye and say, I acknowledge the mistake, and I want to be part of the solution to repair that damage. 
Mm. I don't know anyone who has not acknowledged that mistake. Yeah, right? Stu, like, <laughs> have you acknowledged? What, and see, that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. like when we try to ask for, or if he, what he's saying is accurate, it puts black folks in a, in a situation, in a, in a scenario mentally, where now they go around looking at everybody based on their race. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like, and now, and now, how are you looking at me? Are yes. you looking at me like you're you're sorry for what may or may not have happened in your lineage? Are you? Are you? And it's just creating this entire racial tension instead of us all accepting everybody as Americans. The past is the past. We live in the greatest country on the planet, and we all have freedoms that give us the opportunity to make what we want out of this life if we do it. My, my kids are like, they, they were so awesome before they got to junior high school. <laughs> like, well, that's an evergreen statement on many subjects. But, um, but seriously, they, they were, it was so amazing. They did not tell differences about race at all. They had yeah. no idea no, that there was them right. Yeah. Right. They, they had no clue. Yep. And they, it did not matter until they got to junior high school. And then they started hearing all the political crap that's out mm. there right now. Then all of a sudden they were like, whoa, you know, like then all of a sudden they saw division. They saw lines, yeah. which didn't exist before. Right. But every time we keep bringing this stuff up like this, yeah. it just divides us further. You know where those lines exist really, uh, really clearly in prison. Mm-hmm. Are they trying to bring a prison mindset to the rest of the country? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get everybody to look at all all the rest of us as based on race and and not based on the content of our character. It definitely seems like they want to they want to create that dependence, right? Yes. Like it's like that dependence yeah, on their worldview so they can put you in these little categories. Mm-hmm. I mean, like this stuff is really it's it's upsetting and you know like I have a relatively good relationship with my family. Like there's not a lot of family drama like even my extended family that I can think of, mm-hmm. but surely I can think of a few completely insane people in my family. We all have them. I, right, exactly. Everybody <laughs> we does. Have a few nuts and you know what? Tree. I'm not responsible for, for what right. they do. Exactly. I, at all. And they're a like, let alone the people right. from, like, a million generations ago, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. You don't think I had any of that in my history. But I mean, who, if I did, it would have nothing to do with me. I am res- I do a, I've done plenty of stuff that I'm not proud of in my life. But I am not. I'm only responsible for that. Yeah. I am not responsible for what my great-grandfather did. I have no—I didn't even meet the guy, right? Yeah. Like, you have, to take a, you have to take a step back from this and, like, the, the concept that people alive today would have problems looking an African-American, a black guy in the eye and, and saying, I, I'm so sorry, like, I'm, what, what people 300 years ago that I didn't, you know, meet did. Like, I have no problem looking anybody in the eye. If I wronged them, then I might have a, a, something to, to apologize for. And we can all acknowledge that the country as a whole that it has done not just terrible things to African-Americans, but to everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's been lots of problems in the United States. We've been a great force for good as a whole. But of course, we've made mistakes as a country apologizing for that. I don't know what it means. This is just another scheme to be able to redistribute wealth in a way that the left wants. And it's dangerous, too, mm-hmm. because if you know what's going on in South Africa, there are mm-hmm. uprisings yeah. of black South Africans that are just talking about raping, pillaging, murdering, killing Men, good. women, kids, dogs, cats, it doesn't matter Don't if they're make white. decisions based on race. And like, I is... just heard a story where a black guy, and I'm not sure what, exactly where it happened, raped some woman, white woman, and then said that she deserved it because she was white. It's like, where is this going to yeah. end? And it's all coming from the Democrat Party. Yeah. It's all coming from the side of the Democrats that are continuing to push us. Yeah. It's dangerous for us as a country. 
and it needs to be it needs to be stopped. And Black Americans need to wake up and understand what's what's trying to be done here. I think you put your finger on the the absolute worst part of this too, which is it, the fact that they're using faith to get these things done. Yeah. I remember when Glenn was really under attack back in you know 2000 maybe 13 or something. I had to write a piece for the Washington Post about this, and and they and he was being attacked by one of Barack Obama's spiritual advisors, and this guy was just. In, in, in obvious political attacks, trying to come up with this like roundabout justification that he was justified through God to do these things, mm. and it's like that is like there's a special level of hell for you if what you're it's, if, if it's you're doing Antichrist in nature, it really is 100 percent Antichrist. And I, you know, I, I, I there has to be that time where if you're if you're looking at that and that's the sort of analysis you're getting from your pastor, like I, you got to rethink, you got to look because yeah. these are these are human beings. We forget, you know, even pastors are human beings and they're using their own, you know, they're fallible. earthly. Uh, I, would, yeah. I would switch churches. Absolutely. Leave that church. <laughs> just, just my personal recommendation. All right. I second that. <laughs> All right, don't forget, we have more to come uh, in overtime. We're going to be discussing Joe Biden and the mm. media coverage. So there's going to be a lot there that you are going to miss if you're not already a subscriber. Uh, you got to go to blazetv.com. You can use promo code NEWS for uh, $10 off of your annual subscription. Um, and it's not just us. You get access to, you've got Stephen Crowder, you've got Eric Bowling, um, you've got plenty of shows to choose from. You're gonna have so many, you won't know what to do with yourself except watch Overtime. I mean, obviously, which is coming up next. Up next, enjoy bonus Overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Bars, like really good stuff there. All right, nice. Stu, uh, I know that you're talking about bars, but I need you to focus here. <laughs> okay, sorry. Because we got to... What's today? Is today Friday? Oh, yeah. Why is there alcohol? Okay, you know what? Last time, you guys didn't even finish your beers. What are you talking about? I slammed. I slammed. You just went to I know. I did think about it, and I had them in my dressing room fridge, and I was already on set, and I was like, I could turn around and go get them. But I'm not going to. Well, I, I think it was uh, the philosopher Will Smith um, who once uh, <laughs> talked about uh, he had a cigar, but it's for the look. He doesn't light it. Uh, it was Will. It was Will. It was. Was it Miami? What was that? So that's kind of what we're like here. Um, so um, I have no idea how that song was in my head. Uh, so that's a very random. Okay, so Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, very corrupt. I don't know if anyone knows this. He was no. potentially the most corrupt vice president of all time. Um, but I, I was told that during the Obama years, that was a scandal-free It was a scandal-free yeah, administration. That's heard. That's heard over right. and over again. Uh, well, that's what we've been told from the media over and over again. Stunningly, all of a sudden, they're discovering all these scandals from Joe Biden's past, which wow. tells you something very crucial about what they think about Joe yes. Biden. And we'll get to that in a second. But first, I want you guys to actually see this. Again, we did this big report, uh, you know, and we're not the only ones who've done it, but Glenn maybe has done the most extensive reporting on this, did entire two episodes on uh, Hunter Biden in Ukraine and Hunter Biden in uh, China. Probably the only TV special I've, I've seen. That we've yes. seen, right? Yeah. yeah. And like, you'd think, okay, well, there's one TV, what, who else has done it? Well, 
Apparently, ABC News is now looking into it. Wow. Look at the, just when, as you watch this report or listen to it, look at the resources they've put into this actual reporting. This is the, uh, the uh, National Ch- uh, Foreign Affairs, their chief correspondent, doing this reporting on Hunter Biden. Watch. At issue, was Hunter Biden profiting off his dad's work as vice president, and did Joe Biden allow it? We're talking about millions of dollars in at least two countries. In 2014, Ukrainians, sick of corruption, revolted. Vice President Joe Biden went to Kiev to help the new government. You have to fight the cancer of corruption. But then, something strange happened. Just three weeks later, a Ukrainian natural gas company, Burisma, accused of corruption, appoints Hunter Biden, seen here in their promotional videos, to their board of directors, paying his firm more than a million dollars a year. Hunter, a lawyer who had just been discharged from the Navy Reserves for testing positive for cocaine. Mr. Hunter Biden. He had served on other boards, but had no known experience in Ukraine or natural gas. Wow. We went to Kiev and found even among Joe Biden's supporters in Ukraine, Hunter's hiring was troubling. How do you judge what Hunter Biden was doing? I think that Hunter Biden did a very bad thing and he was very wrong. He allowed his name to be abused. And Ukraine wasn't the only country where Hunter Biden's business and his father's diplomacy as vice president intersected. It also happened in China. Now, taking a wow. step here, just again, Jeez. this is a very, and if you watch the, you know, Glenn's reporting on this and his specials, it's a very like, you want to talk about a very basic version of that story. But I mean, but they're reporting it. They're reporting it. And they reported a lot of things that were really, you know, accurate. I mean, the idea that like a company, a a natural gas company in Ukraine would hire a guy who has no experience in the industry, no experience in the country, who had just found out that he was testing positive for cocaine, that they throw him on the board (laughs) three weeks after Joe Biden shows up in this uh, in this country is completely ridiculous. I know, Jason, I could see you're like itching because <laughs> of all the stuff they're leaving out, I would assume, because there is a lot oh, that they yeah. left out of that oh, story. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, uh, but, but for a media that never gives context yeah. at all, right. the fact that they at least gave enough for you to yeah. see that this is this is a negative thing, I think is huge. Well, what I thought was, what I was actually scoffing at there is just the way they were doing it. Mm-hmm. So they were doing it, like it said in big red letters, in ABC News investigation. Yeah. Um, the way he was delivering it was like, we broke this and we discovered this we uncovered it (laughs) i didn't even and i didn't even do the research that was that was done on that show it was really one of my colleagues did a very very good job on it um but it was like all this has been out forever Mm-hmm. But they're reporting it as like yeah. they're just now reporting it. But I, they're reporting this a long time ago, and people have been. And I think there are like legitimate things you can point out here. Like for my, my, my first thought was like, where was this reporting when Obama was in office? Yeah, when right. Biden was in office? Like you said, it was scandal-free that entire time. But I try to restrain myself there a little bit and give ABC a, a little bit of credit here because they are actually reporting it. And not only you know their their national for, foreign affairs uh, foreign affairs chief correspondent, but also they sent him to Kiev. Or Kiev, mm-hmm. as they as they sometimes say, um, they sent them there. He's doing interviews over there. I mean, they spent money on this report. And after this, there's a whole other piece about the China thing, which was a whole other episode for us. So why is this happening? I think is where I kind of land at the end here. There's two reasons why I think Joe Biden is getting legitimately tough coverage from these sources. He's not getting just like excused when he makes racial comments. Mm-hmm. 
he's getting they're they're embracing uh, Cory Booker's analysis of what Joe Biden is saying about when he's talking about working with the segregationists. Like when he he had another story where he was talking to donors and wealthy donors and saying, well, we really need you guys. Oh, well, Joe Biden needs wealthy people. Like why? Like this would never happen if Joe Biden becomes the nominee. You will never hear another word about this. But they have a, a window here for two things to happen. One is to find someone who's more socialist, right? To find someone who is the more liberal option. And number two, to take out a guy that clearly has problems. So like they think, I think you have this idea from the left that says, well, if we don't push these things onto Joe Biden early, he's going to walk to this nomination and then the Republicans are going to hit him with all of this stuff later. So we might as well expose it now. It's going to come out anyway. It's, it's well known enough. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is we might in, in the interim be able to pull out a Kamala Harris or, you know, some other, you know, Bernie Sanders or whoever else they think can come in here. Some of this happened with Clinton um, even in 2016, but they didn't really have an option to go to. They only had Bernie and there's no way Bernie was going to win. This is like they have options here. They have people they think can beat Donald Trump a lot more easily than Joe Biden. And I think like there is a legitimate push by not only these other candidates that are competing, but a lot of people in the media who do not want to see an old school Democrat. They do not want to see another rerun of Biden. They want something more extreme. They want something more socialist. And they're going to use everything they can in these early stages to get Biden rattled so he makes enough mistakes and he can get tossed out of that uh, sort of front runner position. We did a show uh, that Glenn did uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it was a candidate profile on Bernie. And I think it was two episodes. And um, he talked about uh, how there was a civil war going on right now in in the Democrat Party. And just like you said, like the very far left that want to go from further and further socialists. And then there's the other side that like is the establishment, you know, like the which Biden is pretty much in there with like think tanks like the Center for American Progress, people like that. Um, The people that supported Obama, support Clinton like that. Um, But the people in that Glenn pointed out that are in uh, Bernie Sanders' camp, they are out for blood. Straight up, uh, David Serrata was uh, was writing articles in mainstream outlets to uh, basically talk trash against people like Joe Biden and uh, uh, Beto, people like that. At the same time, he was working for Bernie Sanders' campaign. Mm. Um, the, the people like that, like I, I think Bernie Sanders is literally, legitimately, probably the opening day when he declared was like, guys, we, we are going for blood. Yeah. Um, all the everything that was off limits before is no longer off limits. He's got some very hardcore uh, um, I don't know, radicals and activists that are leading his campaign. People that were like foot soldiers and like Occupy Wall Street, wow. um, SCIU. Um, I mean, this whole Justice Democrats movement too, right? Is, is right on that same front. You yep. know, people who got Ocasio Cortez elected, they are they're out for it. I mean, yeah. and you know, look, I think there's a positive part of that if you want to really squint. Um, which is to see that, like, it's good that they, they're showing who they are. I, I want to know. The, the Democrats have been socialist-leaning for as long as any of us can remember, but they didn't admit it. They said, no, you know what, the era of big government is over. They said that to our faces. That, oh, you know what, welfare reform. We're going to get conservative welfare reform. They did these things acting as if they, they didn't believe these sort of socialist principles. And I think the real answer was they were just more progressive in their approach and that they were thinking, you know, incrementalism was the answer. The Justice Democrats, the Bernie people are not incrementalists. The the weird thing, though, is that their fans think they are. 
Like I've gotten into it to, for the, some of them on social media where they're like, no, no they're like oh yeah, Twitter wars now. Um, they're like, no, nah, like he just wants, you know, Sweden. He doesn't want Venezuela or the Soviet Union. I'm like, for crying out loud. Like he, he campaigned for Marxist parties back in the day. He was shirtless singing in the Soviet Union. Yep, shirtless. I mean, he should never be shirtless. Even taking no, showers, he never. should have a shirt on. The, the, yeah. people, the, people, in the, the people in his camp, wetsuit, that uh, should be required. Um, there were pe people in his campaign have written about how it's better to nationalize, like Chavez did. Like, they are absolutely like what you described. Like, they're not incrementalists at all. They, they want, that's what they want. They're not Sweden at all, like Stu's relatives. They're, they're not Stu's relatives. They are hardcore Venezuelans. They're socialist Marxists. That's what they are, not yeah. Sweden. David, you want to weigh in on this? I'm just glad that he, uh, it sounds like Stu took some of the, some of the credit back from uh, ABC actually reporting on it. Because when I was watching that news piece, and thinking about it, I was like, I think they're just trying to, like you said, get Biden out of the way mm -hmm. because they want to push and promote another candidate and push them uh, to be the front runner against uh, President Trump, which they'll still lose. I'll just put that out there right now. They're still going to lose. But I, I don't give ABC credit because they are still just leftist propagandists, and that's yeah. what they do. I mean, I think a lot of that is there, uh, frankly. Um, you know, but I, I at least, you know, there's like, there's Whatever the motivation. Of, yeah, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad it's at least out there that shows yes. that, like, you know, because yes, this would have been any other era is Glenn Beck's crazy conspiracy right. theory. Exactly. Right. Like, and ABC News is showing that this is a real thing. This is yeah. a real problem. And I think, like, if Biden does win, it will be beneficial that this reporting is stuff that we can look back on. You know, so I don't think necessarily they're not trying Wins to help the nominee. us. Right. Yeah, if he, we, oh, yes, I'm sorry. Yes, the nomination. Yeah. Then it will be stuff that we can cite and say, look, it wasn't just us. Here's ABC reporting on it. Yeah, that yeah. will be helpful if that time does come. Um, you know, look, I th more than anything else, I like occasionally when the mainstream media tells the truth about something. Absolutely. And it's like, I, you know, look, I, you know, they make enough mistakes. Rare. It's rare. So let's encourage it when it happens. It's just so selective. That's what's yeah. so ridiculous. Exactly. And that is the problem. It's all I mean, when it comes to truth in the media, we'll take what we can get. Yeah. Yep. Uh, David, you just recently moved here from California. I did. You did. Yeah. Um, why did you live there? Well, I was born there. Okay. I didn't really have a choice. I guess I had a choice to, uh, we moved down to Southern California for a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, in Roseville for a little bit. I worked in Fresno area for a little under a year, Okay. but uh, that was home. Yeah. That's, where, that's what I knew. And you're here now. Yeah. There's some yeah. crazy Welcome. stuff going on in California. There is crazy stuff. Running that, yeah, well, I was trying not to. I yeah. know, you know, my... My, my followers and fans were like, please don't leave us in California. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I can't save it myself. Exactly. You know? exactly. Anything, I'm going to help keep Texas red. <laughs> but um, California just continues to put illegals first, do just dumb stuff. I mean, you can literally take a crap on the street in San Francisco, but don't use a plastic straw while you're doing it because right. that's what will get you a fine. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but Fresno has just uh, pushed the bar even more. I know Sacramento was looking at doing this as well. And uh, Fresno is literally looking to pay gang members because they're criminals in order to try to get them to not be criminals. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. It's like they are saying, hey, if you're in a gang, if you've got criminal, back to, uh, uh, if you've got criminal activity in your background, we're going to put a fund together and we're going to give you some money 
if you're not a criminal anymore, if you stop doing your crimes and you're good and you become a good member of society, it's like, what kind of bizarre oh land do these gosh. people How, that are making policies, where do they get this stuff? What? Well, I mean, can can I get some money for just not being a criminal? No, <laughs> no. Can I get money for being a law-abiding You gotta go be a criminal. Time? Money for good behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Go become a criminal <laughs> and then get a rap sheet and then go to them and then say, and those are the only people that are gonna get it because the criminals gotta be just laughing their butts off. The gang members are just like, sure, we're gonna take your money. Right. And they're not gonna do anything. Thing. They're going to drain it. It's another tax wasted. I'm sure they're going to mm. tax the people. It's wasted, giving it to criminals. It's literally basically saying crime pays. Golly. Not crime doesn't pay. No, crime pays. Because if you're a criminal, we're going to pay you and then hope that uh, you become a good member of society. It, it's just asking you collect it until is. you get caught again, right? Right. <laughs> and then right. You, you, you get have to, be to pay both, it back. The criminal and the, I'm sure you don't. No. No. Yeah, you're going to make a criminal pay some money back. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Hey, gang member, I'm going to show up to this gang's ha- hood and I'm going to say, hey, you, all you guys took some money and yeah, see if that guy gets out of there alive. <laughs> the collection <laughs> agent. <laughs> yeah, collection agency to the hood. To the, do you have to no. be, do you have to be like crime free for a certain amount of time or are they just like, you just promise us that you're not going to do anything else and we'll hand over the money. That's what they're hoping is that they'll see some time, but I, they're even willing to give some money up front. It's like, yeah. it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's just, it's what Democrats do. Mm-hmm. They do things that don't make sense. <laughs> is Fresno the, the town that was experimenting with the universal basic income as well? I think, I think they so. were, yeah. Wasn't yeah. it? I think it was mm-hmm. them, yeah. So yep. what is up with the, with the leadership there, the city? Fresno's the also where that university professor was just going off ranting and raving right. on white folks yeah, yeah. and oh, yeah. just you know pro LGBT and literally talking terrorism type stuff and against the president mm. and she's tenured so she couldn't get fired. Mm. She, she made the Barbara Bush comments as well, right? I think that's so. The same I think one. It's the same lady. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. You no, know, it's just there's just crazy nut stuff and commie California. I, Weather's I call nice. It. It Weather is, is nice. nice. Yeah, live on the beach and stay there, and you're not well. It depends on what part of the beach you're at. Right. It's just, it's just bizarre to me that, you know, leaders from California will go and criticize and tell the rest of the country what they should and shouldn't be doing. I'm like, you got poop in your streets. Literally. And everyone's leaving your state. I don't think you get to tell the rest of us how we should run our, our states. My wife and uh, her brother were in San Francisco for... Uh, I think they're picking up some some bikes or something. She cycles a lot. And the hotel that I actually had booked them, it looked good in the reviews, was in downtown. And they have videos where all hours of the night, because it was hard to sleep, there was racket out there, there's people just drug deal after drug deal, nonstop. Mm. People pooping on the street, peeing on the street, drug deals. It's just normal, and it's becoming more normal. And the leaders there want to continue to focus on things like finding Americans that don't have health care, giving free health care to illegals, and now paying criminals to not be criminals. And how do you screw up California? Like, I mean, it's like, it's like the great weather. 60 years of being a Democrat. Exactly. uh, That's how you screw it up. It is. It's amazing. I mean, like, you look at, like, North Dakota that's had, like, a legitimate, like, economic explosion. Uh, they they had they don't have the the nice weather of California. They don't have all <laughs> no. the perks. They don't have the nice beaches, right? Like, and people are moving there to yeah. North freaking Dakota because you know what? They've unleashed the economy there, and yeah. they they've let people businesses actually run, and they've been able to not only keep our uh, you know the amazing things they've done in energy there have really like helped propel the nation uh, through tough economic times. Uh, where California is, you know, becomes a drain, right? Like, I mean, they, you know, we, they all talk about how, like, oh, well, we pay so much in taxes and, and everything. Like, at the end of the day, 
like you're going to have a situation where this becomes untenable for them. And, and they're going to ask the federal government to come in and bail them out. Yep. And that is going to be infuriating. Uh, but it will happen. It probably will happen at yeah. some point in our lives. Uh, all right. Yesterday's poll question, should AOC apologize for her comments comparing ICE detention facilities to Nazi concentration camps? Seven percent of you said no. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> They're bots. Why you would say no. Ninety three percent of you said yes. Uh, you guys, this is seven percent is a little suspect. I'm a, I'm a little <laughs> suspicious of wh what kind of characters There's you guys are. There's always a contingency that's just screwing with Sarah on all these polls. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, the 7% is a little higher than normal, though. It's usually like 4%. That yeah. just yeah. like, no matter what, they're listening. And like, I don't, I just want to get Sarah mad again. So They do. Like, yeah. And <laughs> when there are other polls on the Blazes Twitter, I'll get randomly tagged in stuff that's like, where's the, uh, you know, where's the whatever the opposite of Sarah wants button? Yeah. <laughs> that's the one that I want. <laughs> whatever. Good job. Good <laughs> uh, today's poll, was President Trump right to call off the retaliatory strike on Iran. Uh, let us know what you think at the Blazes Twitter. Jason gave a really good breakdown of uh, I think he handled why it, right it was so yeah he, why absolutely. it was the correct yeah. decision. Absolutely. And uh, let us know what you think. That is at the Blaze, gentlemen. Thank you for being here. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Thank See you. you guys on Monday. All right. And so where does, when does the beer come? Does it come now? Do we like wait until, because you're supposed to be support. My understanding was. I feel like I'm being mansplained to right now. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.